Get ready for the podcast that will help you not only to succeed, but to thrive in vision loss so that you can be the most successful person you can be despite your vision loss. And to give you all of these tips, here is a visually impaired life coach himself who knows his stuff. Give it up for Chris Carroll. folks and welcome to the friday edition of thriving with vision loss i am your weekly host chris carroll yes you get to put up with me but i am assisted by my lovely producer and sound wave engineer crazy stacy 25 Say hello to the nice people, Stacy. Hello, everybody. This is Stacy, aka Crazy Stacy Twenty Five, and I'm the producer. And so, yeah, she's an audiophile, folks. Watch out. Today, we are going to talk about how families and close friends are crucial to helping us adjust to blindness. I know it seems like a given, but the real problem comes when they don't know how to help us, and we don't know how to communicate our needs to them. In my work, I have come across basically two types of family members. First one I'll go into is what I call FinOps, F it, it is not our problem, sir. They are the type who, it's not my problem. I don't care you need help. It's not my problem. Figure it out. It's not my problem. Everything is not their problem. Well, repeated failure and repeated failure and repeated failure will begin to tell on your ego, your conscience, your pride. And basically, that's not the way to handle it. But on the other side of the coin, you have the helicopters. They're always hovering around. They're trying to help you, trying to get in. What do you need? What do you want? You get up from the table. They're right there with you. You can't make a move without them. Neither one of those are correct either. The correct way for friends and family to help us is let us ask when we need help and then help us according to our needs. One thing I have found with vision loss, it's not steady. Things I can do yesterday, I can't do today. And things that I can't do today, I may be able to do yet tomorrow. There is no way of knowing, particularly for the first couple of years while our eyes stabilize and we kind of get used to the new norm and kind of get things figured out. There is just no way of knowing what we can do, what we can see, what we can't see, nothing. I know it seems strange, 
but it's really not. And part of the reason is the eyes are so wonderfully made that one eye takes over the function for the other eye. For instance, in my own case, I can't see out of my right eye at all. So my left eye has grown in width and function visually. So it allows me to see most things, not very well, but that's part of my condition. But it is kind of taken over from my right eye, and my right eye has kind of shut down. So, you know, things change. Circumstances change. People change. So we have to, as a community, communicate what's going on. We have to find ways to let and help people understand. Because I'm of the belief that people really do want to understand. The world is not against us, folks. Although, according to some people, it most definitely is. But it is not. We just have to learn to communicate. And we have to say things in ways they'll understand. I happen to be very, very good at this. And if you work with me in my coaching business, now one of the things I do is I do work with the families as well. I spend a couple of coaching sessions with the families just to help them get used to your condition and to try to help them see what's going on. Because, man, these families and these close friends are just so important. They are your backbone. They are the ones that are really going to help you to recovery. They are going to help you to learn to improvise, adapt, and overcome. And I know it's embarrassing to have to ask. I get it. It's no less embarrassing for me to ask for help than it is for you. But we have no choice, people. We just sometimes have to bite the bullet and say, hey, can you help me? Even in tasks that are so simple, a four-year-old can do it. Well, we are not equipped to live in a sighted world. So we've got to get over our pride. We've got to get over our angst. And we've got to figure it out, man. You know, I know people who are hesitant to use the white cane because of what people will say about them. Well, about the third time tripping over a curb or a parking standard, that fear dissipates real quick. You know, you just kind of got to do. Yeah, okay, so you carry a cane. Oh, big deal. The nice thing about those canes is that you can whap somebody in the grocery store with them and they can't say nothing to you. Let them slow down in front of you. Whap! And they can't come back on you because you're a blind guy. Yeah, it's flawless. 
But on a serious note, guys, we all need to learn how to talk. I think society as a whole just needs to learn how to talk. I need to learn to communicate. And I need to learn how to listen. Because listening is one half of communicating. So, people, it's time. Drink a cup of concrete, harden up, and start talking to each other. And remember, your friends and your family, they do love you, whether they think they do or not, and whether you think they do or not. So y'all be good to each other. And as always, happiness is a choice. So go out and have the best day you want to have. Thanks for listening to Thriving with Vision Loss with Chris Carroll, the podcast to help you or your loved one to not only succeed, but to thrive with vision loss. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to reach out to Chris, you can email him at thrivingwithvisionloss at gmail.com or search for him Thriving With Vision Loss on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on another episode of Thriving With Vision Loss. Take care and God bless.